Hey y'all, I'm Maya. And I'm Mila. Welcome to the Twin Co. We're twin besties out here living and adulting in these ATL streets. Hey guys, what's up? Hey, hey, what's going on? We're back. <sighs> so sis. Yeah. Maya. Jamila. Oh, the whole name today. Oh. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today? <laughs> Yeah, so recently we saw a good friend Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the subject of our 20-year high school reunion came up. Oh my gosh. And I didn't even realize that next year will make 20 years since we graduated from high school. Man, I didn't realize it either. Uh, For some reason, my feelings were hurt a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. The fact that we're pushing 40 don't even sound right. Yeah, every time. How? Yeah, I I can't wrap my head around it. It don't even make sense. Like, we was just 16 performing in talent shows. Like... Uh, (laughs) The way time goes is ridiculous. You know when they say time's on crack? It really is. It really is, y'all. Yeah. yeah. So that don't even sound right, but next year we're having our 20-year high school reunion. That's so crazy. our friend, shout out to Tamika. She's going to start planning it. So that means we're going we're gonna to have to probably go home to Minneapolis so we can be a part of our 20-year um, reunion. Mm-hmm. And that's wild and crazy. Of course, when that does happen, we'll have to recap y'all on how everything went. Yeah. But... I said all that to say that I was on TikTok one day, right? Minding my own business. Scroll, mm-hmm. scroll, scroll. Mm-hmm. And actually, you sent me a message on TikTok. Oh, yeah. You I sent that I to me. That you sent that to me. So I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Check my messages because we send messages, y'all, like a lot, all the time. <laughs> um, just sending, you know, direct uh, videos to each other. And then um, this one video came up. And it was about, will millennials ever go through a midlife crisis? And I thought the video was so good because I was like, wow, I feel heard. Right? (laughs) Yes. I feel seen. I feel seen. So here's a clip from the video. And it's from Miriam underscore Tinny. That's the creator who made the video. Here we go. Does the millennial generation have a midlife crisis? This New York Times article really gets into it, and it is so interesting. The oldest millennials are in their early 40s, which, if you can believe it, is close to middle age, shockingly. Just one pull quote, because I feel like this explains us perfectly. I still feel like an imposter whenever I catch myself adulting, even though I'm a father and an attorney, says this 39-year-old person. Is this it? Do you think of yourself as middle-aged, they ask. And someone says, physically, yes. Economically, I'm in my 20s. And this is the crux of the argument of this article. So a midlife crisis is basically where you hit your 40s and 50s and you, like, freak out. And you can see down below they explain it. Disaffected adults feel trapped by conformity in the circumstances of marriage, children, home. So they might pick up smoking, they might have affairs, they might get hair plugs or fancy cars. Mm -hmm. Millennials aren't experiencing this. Many people interviewed by the New York Times so that they can't have a midlife crisis because there's no numbness to rebel against. Mm -hmm. There's no sameness, no conformity. 
rather than longing for this adventure and release that comes with hair plugs, affairs, or fancy cars, millennials are craving a sense of safety and calmness, which is something that they've not known. This is so sad and so horrifying. And it's in large part because millennials have been in crisis basically the whole time. Quote, my whole adult life has been one long crisis. Career crises, education debt, IRA losing all of its value, childcare, fraying social fabric, wage pressures. For many of us, we have not experienced a moment of respite. We are always on the edge of losing it all. I find this quote really interesting. You're in a brand new life stage that hasn't yet had time to grow stale. Everything is delayed. We're in our 30s, and then we're starting to have a conversation around marriage or children. And we're finally, for many of us, in our late 30s or 40s, achieving job security. Something that might have happened in people's 20s or early 30s in previous generations. It still feels too early for a midlife crisis. So what does this mean? Are millennials just going to hit a midlife crisis later, like in our late 50s or 60s? Someone says, that's a joke. Who has midlife crisis money? That's a boomer problem, not a millennial problem. We just increase our Lexapro. Will we ever have a midlife crisis? Will we ever get to a level of plateau where we can become bored? And one final quote here. My midlife crisis is probably me reckoning with these feelings of never actually feeling satisfied and having Mm. to figure out how to move forward. So the crisis is not about feeling too stable and too bored, but acknowledging you'll never be stable. Mm. Oh, God. Man, if that ain't the truth. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I I saw that and I sent it to Maya like, bruh, like this is. This is so on point. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's just been one crisis after another. It's just that that topic is just something that never really, like, crossed my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, just thinking of, like, first of all, the fact that we're approached. Oh, my God. I don't want to. Anyways. That whole thing, like, imposter. (laughs) Yeah. I do be feeling like that sometimes. Like, I'm married. What? Yeah, like kids. Yeah, I'm a homeowner. What? Yeah, and even just the point of like your actual age. It's just like that. Just like stop playing. Like no, no, you wait. No, you wait. Because like, it's crazy. It does. How did we get here? I don't know. But yeah, that. So I think this really starts to. It gets a little bit triggering, especially when there's you know 22 year olds who think that they failed in life if they're not a successful influencer making 200,000 a year oh my gosh see you know that's a whole nother it's conversation like, because it's, it's, it, 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 it irks me so bad yeah a lot like the way that a lot of these what are they gen z or something yeah. the way that they are irritates my soul I'm sorry. Because look, us it, millennials, we've been, we've been so through much. it. Okay. Oh we've been through it. We're still going through it. Mm-hmm. And like she said, like a lot of us are feeling very behind, mm-hmm. very behind. And it feels, it's like, because we kind of got the shitty end of the stick. Like yeah. when we finally became adults and we had got introduced to the real working world. Mind you, we've been working since we were 14 years old. We haven't stopped working since. And, you know, these kids now act so privileged it's like work work they act entitled very entitled and it's just like bruh a lot of us like she said you know are just starting to feel a sense of security 
kind of kind of like when you in our mid to late 30s yeah it's like you feel like you have it and then something crazy something happens, else happens like it's like you're always playing catch-up yeah it's you're always playing catch-up and you just never feel completely satisfied and i feel like a lot of us millennials we we feel lost in a sense too because a lot of our boomer parents didn't teach us because mm-hmm. they didn't know their self they didn't teach us about investing and they no. didn't teach us about a lot of people even home ownership for us we knew but everybody else didn't um or a lot of people didn't i'm sorry but yeah it's just a lot of things where we just feel left behind. Mm-hmm. We feel like we were left behind. And like you said, it was like kind of like we got the shitty end of the stick. And it's like we're kind of in the middle, right? So it's like we had our a lot of our parents, for some of y'all grandparents, but yeah, are more in the boomer generation. And, you know, they were used to the go to school. Get a mm-hmm. good job. Retire with the company. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 yeah, right? no. You know, no. Anybody trying to do that. But um, so then it's like us. We're kind of in the middle, right? And then the Gen Z is like work in their right. soldier boy voice. And ain't nobody trying to work for nobody. Mm-hmm. And or, you know, they have very unrealistic expectations of, you know, how much they should be making. Mm-hmm. And if they're not making that, they ain't doing it. They're mm-hmm. like, find somebody else to do it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, where we're kind of in the middle because we've always been in the state of like starting over, constantly right. trying to build and rebuild and mm-hmm. crisis and rebuild and mm-hmm. then, you know, step back, try to move, move forward. It's mm-hmm. like constantly trying to like fix, like we're, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just felt that because I'm like, dang. I felt that's every, so true. Every bit of it was relatable. Oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh. It it was just kind of a reality check because it's like midlife crisis. Don't nobody got money for that. Listen, (laughs) like she said, it's just kind of like bored. 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 (laughs) We we don't have time to be bored. bored. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Stable. (laughs) Who's stable? Like, it's just it was very, very, very relatable. Um, I think that a lot of us millennials are currently experiencing a different form of a midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. It's more so a crisis of figuring out our next move. Yes. So there's a lot of people constantly. So a lot of people have been like pivoting into new careers at 40, Mm -hmm. um, quitting their job, starting a business. Um, I I just think the midlife crisis looks different for us. It definitely looks different for us. Yeah. We're in a whole different place than mm-hmm. our parents were, for sure. Completely different. Um, To piggyback off of that TikTok video, mm-hmm. there was another one that I found on the same topic. It was just like a black man's perspective. Mm. <laughs> a black Like a video. response yeah, to her video. Yeah, to her video. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me let you guys hear that for a second. Okay. Does the millennial generation have a midlife crisis no because we've already had our midlife crisis in the form of a quarter life crisis in our 20s it seemed like as soon as a lot of us got out of college it felt like we were already behind because you would get your degrees and then the jobs that the degree promised weren't there or the degree that you have is so outdated that the job doesn't even exist anymore then you say okay i'll go back and get my master's degree only to find out that you're overqualified now and the only thing you can do with that master's degree is teach and elementary, junior high school, high school, collegiate, y'all ain't paying teachers shit. 
The cost of housing is too high. The cost of food is too high. The cost of having children is ridiculous. I mean, have you seen the price of childcare? It is a second mortgage. And speaking of childcare, let's talk about this lack of a village we have with our families when it comes to raising kids. Ain't no weekends or summers at grandma's and grandpa's house because this generation's grandparents do not want to take care of anybody else's kids at all, ever, at any point in time. You got the rich aunties out here that really ain't as involved as they think they are. You Please drop the delusion. Then you got Unk out here that's giving terrible, outdated advice. So you end up with a generation of millennials that is just tired. We've seen Y2K. We've seen 9-11. We saw the housing crash of 2008. Uh, we saw police brutality. And then right in the middle of our supposed peak earning years, we see COVID. Mm. To be completely honest, by the time we get to the point where we're supposed to have a midlife crisis, I think we're just going to have a midlife breakthrough. Because by that time, we'll finally, hopefully, be able to breathe. We'll be so in love with this piece that we won't have time to be upset about anything or get bored with it. Because we don't know if something else is going to come along and snatch that shit away. Does the he was so on point he broke it all the way down he was so (laughs) on point and and when he said that i was like don't you remember when we were 25 talking about us quarter life crisis don't you remember that i do remember us and our friends were like i think i'm going through a quarter life crisis no for real we all did go through quarter life crisis and it was because of the same thing mm-hmm. like seriously it's so, man he touched oh my god between both videos i feel like everything was on point because it was okay for us in 2008 that's when we moved to atlanta <laughs> yeah er, yeah it was just kind of like it, it was one of those things like you get out of college and you just have this dream life that you're thinking <laughs> no it didn't work out that way Not because of the the freaking recession that we didn't know was about to come right um because we're young you know like we weren't tapped in like that to where we i mean a lot of pe- most people didn't know it was gonna be the way that it was either though right but anyways um yeah it was like no there were no jobs there were no nothing, nothing. man it was man started from started the for, bottom yeah okay for real. like it, it does it feels like we never have gotten a break um like he said i mean we were what in the 10th grade during 9-11 yeah so we we seen america change so much mm-hmm. i mean even think think about like security airport mm-hmm. security like mm-hmm. we just have been on high alert yeah from the beginning tense it's like goodness we never feel like we get a break right we don't know what it's like to kind of like just for things to feel smooth, safe, for yeah. things to feel, like you said, smooth or secure. Like we don't know that feeling. Like you said, always on high alert, always tense, always like kind of in a way expecting the worst because yeah. that's all we've seen. Mm-hmm. It's always been trying to like figure out how to rebound. We have PTSD. Yeah, all we do. Us. All of us. We really do. Yeah. That's just, that's so true mm-hmm. and sad. <laughs> and it, it's funny, too, what he says about even, like, childcare. Like, just everything is so different. The village. The, the village, village. The village. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, we have a village um, with our family living in Atlanta with us now. Which is a very new, recent thing. Yeah. But before that, we didn't have, you know, we didn't live in the same place as our village. No. And just the point that, like... 
thankfully, our parents are the type of grandparents that want their grandkids. Oh, yeah. You definitely. know, like, thank God we got, like, our parents are old school like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but a lot of them aren't, okay? Yeah. So, so I'm um, grateful for that. That's for sure. Yeah, but it's true. Child care, it literally is like a second mortgage. I don't know how people are affording it. I don't know either. And that's exactly why my little... Uh, my little co-workers <laughs> been with me. Praise God, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. That's crazy. Yeah. it's I don't know how people do it either, but why do you think so many people take so long to become homeowners? Because they mm-hmm. a lot of people have to make the de- decision to choose child care or buy a house. Right. So right. it's it's crazy. We're starting families later. We're, I mean, we're doing a lot of things later, and mm-hmm. it seems like that's just what it's going to be because we're constantly having to pivot. Yeah. Constant pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, where I don't, our parents didn't have to experience that. No, not, not at all. Not in this way at all. You know what's funny to me? On social media, you know how it feels like we're older than everybody. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Literally. <laughs> um, a lot of times I can tell even when people look older, that they're not just based on these things. Mm-hmm. They're the way that they talk about their relationship with money and work. And oh. it's like, I can't relate. Right. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, and then I see the birthday post and I'm like, are you serious? 26. <laughs> How sway? How are they 26? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just don't, I don't know. It's so, I don't know how to explain it, but everything that he said, I'm sure they can't, a lot of the younger generation can't relate to at Mm -hmm. all um, because it's like a lot of their um, adulthood has been, I would say in the, in in the stock world, in the investing world, it's been bullish and not bearish. Right, right. (laughs) And for us, it's been mostly bearish Mm -hmm. and we're trying to get into the bull. Okay. We had a bull here and there, but little, little, tiny little piece of bull and then back down to bullish. Yeah. 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 Um, If y'all know what that means, that means in the down to bear. Bear means red, negative, green means bull. Mm -hmm. Up, positive. Um, Stock, stock, stock. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, we're going to, like, there has to be light at the end of the tunnel. It has to be. Like he said, this is our breakthrough is coming. The peace is coming. But it's funny, too, because he was saying like he feels like by the time we do get to the quote unquote midlife crisis stage, Mm -hmm. we're going to be we're finally going to see some stability and we're going to be. And so we're going to be at such peace that we're not going to have time to be trying to be rebellious. Ain't nobody right. thinking like that. Right. We're just happy that we can just like breathe. For Finally. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think that's that sounds about right. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I just feel like the way we are wired as millennials, mm-hmm. we'll never be able to relate to that. Yeah. To the midlife crisis that the um, boomers had like we're not gonna have that and I also think because of that our mentality has changed in a way of for us generational wealth is more important for us Mm -hmm. trying to you know find multiple streams of income like those are things that are like priority right for our generation financial freedom yes financial freedom Mm -hmm. exactly we're not looking to necessarily retire with a company and uh no you know my my we ain't loyal to these companies (laughs) we are not loyal to these companies because we know the truth they don't care you know what i'm saying so 
we try to get what we can with them while we're there and then we move on. Yeah, and a lot just, of us, you know, we still have like side businesses, side hustles. We kind of learned that in our 20s, like that you should to. always have some side hustles because you just never know what's going to happen again, always on edge. Um, right. So we've continued that. And most of us, we, we keep them going in hopes that one day we ain't got to work for nobody mm-hmm. and we can be completely financially free. Mm hmm. Yeah. So do y'all think that millennials can go through a midlife crisis? Like, is that even possible? Like you said, is that going to happen like in our 50s? Ain't nobody trying to do that. Even if, like I said, even if it if it does, it's not going to look the same. No, our I think we've it's not even going to be a crisis. It feels like it's been. It's a constant crisis, like. I'm saying by the time like we get to that point, it's not going to be considered a midlife crisis. Right, right. It's going to be like midlife stability. (laughs) Midlife peace. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying like it's going to be the opposite of a crisis because we're going to finally feel like that, like we're free. Yeah. Free from the. The struggle, shackles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if anything. Yeah, I feel like that's what it's gonna be. Yeah, I'm here for that because we need it in our life. We need it in our life. We do. <laughs> do you have anything for tea time this week? Um, hmm. tea time. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's time for tea time, guys. <laughs> <laughs> An impromptu team time. Um, yeah. So I actually caught up one um Love is Blind. I just started season. watching it. I'm I don't know if I'm I'm probably not as far as you. Uh well I mean I think I only got like maybe three, four episodes. Okay. In. But yeah, it's just interesting to me because thank God I don't have to date. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm just saying, like, it makes me think, like, oh, man, it reminds me of how hard it was to yeah. date, yeah. you know, and, like, just getting to know different people mm-hmm. and their different personalities and their different backgrounds. And I know that's why it makes it even harder for women, especially in their 30s, yes. especially 35 and up. Ain't nobody trying to like get to what's your favorite color. Like, ain't nobody oh wants gosh. to do that. It's just so hard. I understand how tough that is. Yeah, yeah. And, and people are people who can be so fake and, and weird, so strange. Like, mm-hmm. oh man. But anywho, um, there's one couple I am rooting I for. I do. Uh, me too. The black couple. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're so cute. Me, yeah. And honestly, I was disturbed by the African dude. Kwame. I was disturbed. First of all, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he was obsessed with this girl. And I was like, why, first of all? Yeah. What are you seeing here? Mm. I feel like he got some issues. Like he some got identity some, issues. He definitely. What definitely. What is going on, bro? He didn't even try to talk to any black girl. At all. At all. Not At all. interested but then whatsoever. he talked about how, like, he struggled like in high school he couldn't even bring his pick his prom up because he's black and all this so why you keep go- i don't understand 
Why you keep dipping in he the pond? Because if you want to keep issues. going through the same thing over and over again, like that's strange. Mm-hmm. Do you not think? Th- and then I also, I just feel like he's probably the kind of guy who, what, whenever girls give him attention, he'll obsess over mm-hmm. that girl. Mm-hmm. Like just for them, just because they're paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. Like it was just this, to me disturbing. Like his, he needs some therapy. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just the point of like, you know, I would hope none of my nephews or son or anything like that would act like that over a girl. Like right. it was weird to me. Well, he must have some mommy issues or something. Something. Yeah. But I do think, um, I do think this, this season could be kind of, I don't remember the black couple's names. I don't either. So Dang. I'm not even going to go through there that. Is, they're so cute, They're y'all. really cute. I, I really hope they make it. And I really loved uh, the black dude's story. Me too. Very admirable. Mm-hmm. Do you remember it? Yeah, about um, how he didn't go to college and he started this shoe. He started designing shoes on his own, like, and posted them on Instagram or something mm-hmm. like that. And then he got picked up by Nike. Yes. That's dope. And then dope. and then it was cool how old girl was like uh just being like transparent. If she would have met him on the street, she wouldn't have gave him a chance. Just because of the fact that he didn't get a college degree and right. you know, all that. But like, that's why sometimes, you know, it's like a blessing in disguise going through some of these different things, like her getting on this show and mm-hmm. like it's at least making her look at things differently. And like, on Love is Blind, if you're not familiar with it, it's a Netflix series and it's like they get um, a group of single men, a group of single women. They're all different nationalities, backgrounds, all that. And they go into a room. They date each other by going into a room that has like a divided uh, wall where mm-hmm. you can't see each other. You can only talk to each other. Mm-hmm. You can't ever discuss what you look like or even your ethnicity. This is all just based on the point is you're supposed to try to fall in love with somebody without, you know, knowing what they look like. You know what's funny? <laughs> what? When I was watching it yesterday, I was like, oh, my God, I low key feel like I can relate. Right. You and Dave. Yes, because (laughs) I did not know what Dave looked like Mm -hmm. when I met him. So, oh, my goodness. I guess he saw a picture of me, but I didn't see a picture of him for the longest. And then when I did, it was like this old picture, like it he looked like he was 12. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't a good, it, yeah, no, it wasn't. Mind you, Dave's not on any social media, so he doesn't like post pictures or anything. So we couldn't like go stalk his we page or anything like ourselves. that. Yeah. Um, so low key watching the show brought me back because I'm talking to this dude and he didn't live here. He didn't live in Atlanta. He lived in Chicago. So it was like, I feel like I could kind of relate, you know, like I'm trying to, I'm getting to know somebody who I have no clue what they look like. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how tall he was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know nothing. Yeah. Except for him. I knew him, Mm -hmm. like his personality and like his story or whatever, but I didn't know nothing. And and I think that's, that was kind of cool. Like when I think about it, like. It was kind of cool. And then when I finally did see him in person, it was like more special. In a Just way. like when on the show. Yeah. When they finally because on this show, it's kind of crazy. You in order to connect as a couple, 
the the guy is supposed to, well, I guess there have been, has it been a girl proposing to the guy before? Oh my gosh, I hope I not. I hope not. But anyway, um, you have to be proposed, like you have to get engaged. That's the before only way they'll be able them. to see each other. Yeah. So after, if they end up making it that far, they, uh, the guy asked the girl to marry him through the screen, through mm-hmm. the, the wall. And then they finally, after that, they finally get a chance to meet each other face to face. Right. And that's when they could say, they're already engaged now. Mm-hmm. That's when they could say like, oh my gosh, like he looks even better than I thought. Yeah, or, yeah. Oh, she's so beautiful. Or they're already engaged and it's like, they're not my type at all. Right. And so now these other feelings may or may not come up where it's like, I don't know if this is going to work because I... I just don't have any kind of physical mm-hmm. attraction to them or mm-hmm. whatever. So that's what kind of makes it more interesting yeah. is once they get to that point, are they even going to like each other right. anymore? Exactly. And then after they end up kind of like after the different couples get engaged, they do group things where they can kind of meet everyone in so a social setting. Some of these are people that they connected with in the pod. Right. But they only knew their, they only know their name and their voice. Yeah. And so they're finally able to like, Oh my God, that's so-and-so the other person I was really interested in. Mm-hmm. So then they're already engaged. Now all of them are already engaged. So then it might bring up other feelings of like, dang, I'm more attracted to the other person that I didn't pick right, or whatever. Right, right. So, yeah, it, it's a it's, it's an interesting show. It's interesting. But, yeah, I thought that was funny because I was like, I feel you. Yeah, like I, I was you feeling like relate. I could relate. I, I was feeling like I could relate. So, yeah. yeah. But, um, anywho, that's my only tea time. Yeah, I think that's all I would talk about today. Okay. Because I thought about some of us, but like, nah, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> we won't talk about that today. So yeah, you can check out Love is Blind on Netflix. So that's all we have this week, guys. Let us know. Do you think as a millennial, this is for the millennials. If you are a millennial, if yeah. not, this ain't for you. Yeah. Not the episode, but this question. Yes. For the millennials out there, do you think it's possible that we can have a midlife crisis? If so, what do you think it would look like? Because mm-hmm. I don't think it would look anything like our Not parents. the traditional Yeah, kind. I don't think it would be like that. Um, were you feeling those TikToks, those TikTok videos and perspectives? Because we were. Yeah. Let us know. Hit us up on Instagram. Especially the black dude. He was really <laughs> on point. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, hit us up on Instagram at the twin code. Thank you for listening this week. Don't forget you're super dope and gifted. Bye. Bye. <laughs>